podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. When we talk about quitting smoking... When my first child was born, for them... Obviously money. We talk about why so much. Health for myself. My family. I'm a mom. It becomes part of the habit. The smell of my clothes. You've already talked about why you want to quit. So let's start talking about how. If you stop smoking for 28 days, you're five times more likely to quit for good. For tips, tools and real support, visit quit.ie or free phone 1-800-201-203 and make the next stop your last stop from the HSE. Welcome to the Blood and Mud podcast, the pod that peers around the door of the weekend's rugby and finds its parents having sex. I am Lee Calvert. Currently drowning in my own bacteria, as you can probably hear. And over there is... Uh, in in fine fettle and health, for a given value of fine fettle and health, I'm Josh Gardner. You can get in touch with the podcast. I'm at Blood and Mud, or there's Lee at bloodandmud.com and all of that kind of stuff. And how do people get in touch with you, Josh? Uh, at Josh Gardner, at Rugby Shirt Watch, the, the usual suspects. All of that lot, all of that lot. We're on ACAS, we're on iTunes, we're on... We're, well, basically, I mean... Why don't you even say that anymore? You just put it in Google. You're already listening anyway. Yeah. You fuckers know where we so are. There you go. Big, there was a big discussion this week about the, the iTunes rugby chart. Did you see that? Maybe you were copied in. I was. Uh, I mean, yeah, people just... Somebody actually thought we had lots part. of listeners, which I found was quite interesting. But, um, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, the, the whole, you know, the, the Fermat's theorem complexity of how they work out the iTunes charts. And actually, the fact is, all research suggests that nobody actually finds any podcasts to listen to through charts or record or no. it's usually just your mate saying have a listen to this i think that's usually where it comes massively from. so and i think yeah it's who cares really Let's who cares you're quite right josh well done for bringing that to an end uh, we're also yeah. available on patreon patreon.com slash blood and mud we can get extra episodes a few people have signed up this month thank you very much to all of you who've done that we've got a rugby indeed. history episode coming up on yeah, Thursday, indeed. where we did a patron poll and the winner just about over Scotland, because everyone's trolling Scottish listeners now, was um, <laughs> was the Pacific Islands. So we're going to do that on, thurs- on Thursday. But I'm, I'm quite tempted to sack it off and just do the Lions, because I think that might be more interesting. But no, we'll stick with what we'll 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 they've done. We'll, we'll, let the, we'll give the people what they want. You know? We will. Uh, reminder that we are definitely going to Judgment Day on the 27th of April down in Cardiff. Yes. So if you fancy coming, then please, you know, get yourselves well, a ticket yeah. and we'll get together and, I don't know, try to have a laugh, I suppose. Now well, then. Right. We'll give it our best efforts. We'll we? give it our best efforts, won't we? We can have, we yeah. can take the piss out of the rugby because it's bound to be shite, isn't it? Let's be honest. So well, yeah. We start as we always start, the players spotted. We do. Tom George direct messages. He says, hello, I have a topical player spotted. Hello. We're just in Gloucester for the Munster game tonight. While walking through the Keys Outlet Shopping Centre. Sounds good. I'm familiar with it. So my wife can buy gloves and a scarf to keep warm during the game. Were you losing your shit, Tom? Because I would have been. And it's like, why have <laughs> you cut... What do you mean? Why, have... like why are you like this? It's January. Why have you not brought them with you? <laughs> We're going to be late. <laughs> That's a lovely window into... Uh... These it is, yes. Yeah. I have, I, you know, I, you know, everybody is slightly on the spectrum, yes, in one way or another. Some oh, people yeah. are very much on the spectrum, the autistic spectrum. Well, what I do is before we go anywhere, in my mind, I decide the most efficient way to get there, and then uh, we yeah, get in the car, and my wife will say, "Oh, I just need to nip to Asda," 
and that won't be in the route that's in my mind. And I have yeah. to take a full three minutes to calm myself down before I speak again. And it's completely unreasonable. And as I've gotten older, I've realized that kind of reaction is not correct. But I can't no. help feeling like that for at least a couple of minutes. Yeah, I mean, arguably, it don't... Well, everybody's got their foibles, haven't they? Oh, well, yeah. I've definitely got more than that one. That's just the one I've just, <laughs> I've just said today. Anyway, so yeah, they're in there looking for some gloves. And we spotted, says Tom, a rather forlorn-looking Sam Underhill. Oh, imagine oh, that, on a Friday it. night in a shopping centre in Gloucester. Oh, God love him. Especially he's, after the news he's had this week. Yeah, well. indeed. Hours after the news of him being out of the Six Nations, says Tom. He was having a small child thrust into his arms for a photo while oh. gesturing to his clutch, crutches and saying, I mean, I can't really hold him. <laughs> <laughs> He's just like, what is wrong with you? How can you not see you can't carry you? One, you probably don't want to carry your baby because who wants to carry other people's babies? And two, he's injured. Yes. Oh, God. Tom finishes it with, we found some nice clubs. Well, I'm glad. I hope they were bloody nice for the amount of aggro she's caused. Absolutely the most important thing, you know? Right. So there we go. So that was the player spotted. I did enjoy, speaking of player spotted, I enjoyed uh, uh, Austin Healy's inadvertent player spotted uh, during the commentary of uh, Ulster Racing 92 on Saturday afternoon where apropos of absolutely fucking nothing uh, Austin Healy just completely diverted into like talking about how he'd seen uh, Rory Best on the Harry Potter ride at Universal Studios once and then and then just didn't go anywhere with it I was just like yeah so I saw saw Austin Healy uh, last time I saw Rory Best was uh, that's probably the most Harry charming ride I've ever found. Well, completely. It was the it was the as I think I said on Twitter at the time. It was the only time that I've ever thought Austin could could come on the podcast. You know, can he's you got, imagine? He's I, got. Oh my god, I can't imagine. I can't imagine. Because I, I can't contact him because he blocked me. So <laughs> I imagine he only hasn't blocked me because I haven't been brought into his. Well, I've ne- neither uh, have I. I don't know why. I suppose. You know, <laughs> oh, he's Hask- one of those. Haskell's probably gone. Yeah, he's a right twat. Block him. Preemptive blocking. I love that. Yeah. Right then, so that so, was the player spotted. Yes. So let's get stuck into the clubhouse yes. before we sit down and do the news. Who are we going to sit next to? We missed this last week. We I, did. Bet, I bet you uh, didn't, did you out there? But we're still doing it anyway. <laughs> uh, uh, shall I go first? Go on then. Um, so your first person to potentially sit next to is uh, Jeremiah fucking shovel. Uh, now fuck him shovel or fucking, fucking shovel. shovel? Fucking shovel. All right. Okay. You can, you can you can spell it how you want. He's made up, man. Um, <laughs> I cannot believe the blase attitude you bring to this, but go on. Uh, as ZZ Top might once have said, uh, he's got legs, uh, but he doesn't know how to use them. Uh, he's got got a field gun of a boot. Nobody can deny that. And he's one of the best tactical kickers that uh, Squeezy Testies RFC has ever seen. But the man is statuesque. You know, nobody knows if he's ever actually broke out into a run in his entire career. Uh, and he's generally found sort of standing 10 yards off the rock, waiting to blast it uh, into touch or shovel it off to the 12. Uh, on the flip side, however, he's quite a mover on the dance floor. Uh, though his you, know moves have been... you know that's a good one for me. Yeah, his moves I can have almost, been reported... I can almost discount anything else. No, as soon as he's a mover, you're into it, yeah. His moves have been reported to, uh, to the police on three occasions for obscenity, though, so... Oh, come on. You know, well, so there's, the, there's, that, there's, there's Jeremiah fucking shovels. Uh and then your other option is the greatest chancer. Now, he doesn't train. 
He doesn't pay his registration fees on time. He turns up late to games. He never gets the fucking round in at the bar after the game. Everybody listening to this knows this person. (laughs) If you leave him alone with your phone, he'll definitely ring your mum up and say something obscene. However, he's also pretty bloody good at rugby and he's quite a good laugh. So in spite of all the bullshit, he still gets picked. He still scores tries. He is the greatest chancer. Yeah, definitely. I'm I'm well up for it because basically a very good friend of mine is basically that person. We used to have a guy, I'll call it a guy who's played at rugby club. I won't say his real name, call him, I'll call him Jim Davis. He used to, he was one of them. He'd go, he'd sort of say, You coming out tonight, Jim? Yeah, lad's got a fucking cash point. Jim's coming out. Because basically. <laughs> <laughs> just... Right then, uh, here's your choice. Yes. You, your first choice is Knickerbocker O'Reilly. Okay. Uh, Wet Wangar UFC winger. He has a look. Wet Wang's a real place, by the way. Really? He has outside hole, yeah. He has a love of 70s freestyle skateboarding. Okay. So I wears mean, like small toweling shorts and knee socks and a vest. Into it, yeah. At all, at all times. Lords of Dogtown, motherfucker. His wife's left him and in the divorce position. <laughs> in the yeah. divorce position, she cited his unreasonable behaviour due to the constant use of the word gnarly oh, okay. in an American so, accent as the main yeah. reason why she wants out. Yeah. So that's Knickerbocker O'Reilly. Yeah. Second, Danny the champion of the worst. Real name, Danny Fitzpatrick, third-team yeah. hooker at Boston Strangler RFC. He's champion of all the worst ideas. He, cha- he champions all the worst ideas. <laughs> yeah. He was right behind the Sinclair C5 back in the day. Uh, he, he honestly wasn't. believed that Romo was the music genre of the future in the 90s. Right. don't even know what that is. Well, exactly. Yeah. He only likes country songs that sound like bad rock with a fiddle. Oh, God. He took his wife for a night out to a swingers club without telling her because you never know, do you, is what he said. <laughs> never wants to split the bill evenly to save hassle. Doesn't want to do that either. And doesn't see a problem with awarding ferry contracts to companies with no ferries. So That's just some examples of the kind of things that Danny gets locked square behind. I mean, he's the sort of person that is funny on retrospect, but... At the time, I would just imagine he's just incredibly frustrating. Very, very infuriating, yes. I would think. Um, I'll yeah. go with the, the man-child with the skateboarding. Knickerbocker O'Reilly. There you go. Have exactly. a sit down then. Yeah. Shall we talk Gnarly. about the news? Oh, fucking hell. Do we have to? I'm depressed by the news already. Well, let's go back to some even, you know, well, no, no, no. This is depressing news as well. Project Reset's going very well, isn't it? Oh, I mean, Yeah. Like, For those who don't know what this is, this is the Welsh plan to reset their professional game and they spent two days in a meeting last week and came out with quite possibly the, the most, most baffling pointless and pointless press release I've ever seen in my life. What like, I like about it is, is that one of the first quotes in it is if you put a kind of, it sounds like something from like a scary film. Yeah. This is a direct quote, right? But if you say it in the right voice, okay. I'm ready, yeah. We are five entities. And we will determine what is best for Welsh rugby. <laughs> See? Yeah, it's it's threatening, isn't it? I mean, basic. So basically, that meaningless press release said that in terms of sorting out a new funding model for Welsh rugby, so that we aren't all, you know, so it still exists in a couple of years' time. Uh, it's all been sorted out. They've agreed it. They've signed it. They don't want to tell anyone just what it is yet because it won't take effect until each of the regions have satisfied certain on-field and financial criteria. And if you're bored and confused by what I just said, join the fucking club. 
Hey, like, you want to be bored or confused? Listen to this. We are five entities and we will determine what is best for Welsh rugby with long-term objectives driven by pursuit of both success and sustainability. Nothing is off the table and we will be both bold and innovative in our thinking as we ask the fundamental questions about what is best for the future of our national game. We are all in this together and the mood in the room is very much one of excitement about the future and the progress and impact we know we will be able to make. The last 18 months have been both challenging and rewarding and the last few days in particular have been extremely productive. We've managed to produce this, for example. Uh, this is a dynamic group, and we will not shy away from making difficult decisions, like sending out this press release. We recognise that there will be tough choices ahead, and there may be setbacks along the way, but as a group, we are determined to do what is necessary to set the game up for long-term success. You know when somebody says three times in the space of four paragraphs that don't say anything, that they're willing to do anything that's necessary to yeah. sort it out? You know that they're not going to do it, don't you? Well, also, but also, it's like you read between the lines on that, and that's them saying we have accepted the reality that Wales has neither the population, the economy, or the player base to support four professional regions to the level where they can be professional in Europe, particularly given now that we live in a post-CBC era. So some horrible decisions are going to have to be made, and nobody wants to fucking be the person that admits to making them. So we're going to try and avoid telling people about it as, as long as it's humanly possible, because the second that anybody finds out the fucking catastrophic shit that we've decided, it's going to cause an absolute fucking outcry. I fuck. want all of their press releases from now on to be done by what's known as the five entities. <laughs> and I want them to create like a frightening voice. Well, I really like a, a sort of like a foggy video with a scary yeah, so voice. There, there is no five entities. There is only Zool. Um <laughs> <laughs> uh, I enjoyed that the, the WIU said... If you said say Moriarty three times in front of a mirror, then... <laughs> I wish he appeared when I said it three times in front of the mirror. That would yeah. be great. Um, yeah, I enjoyed the fact that they, they claimed that they were all engaging in a collective thought process. Honestly, Whatever God. the fuck that... Well, meanwhile, right? I thought what he meant, you see, was that we've just been in a room for two for two days. We've done nothing we've but argue. We've got absolutely fucking nowhere. We've keyed yeah. each other's cars and drove home. That's <laughs> what I thought it basically meant. But meanwhile, Alan Wynne-Jones, Gareth Anscombe, Rob Evans, Sam Davis, Johnny McNichol, Nicky Smith, that is just a handful of the full Welsh Test players who are out of contract after the World Cup and currently have no idea what the fuck will happen next year in terms of who will be paying their wages, how much those wages will be, whether those wages will be paid by which, what, what team will be paying those wages, what team they will be playing for, whether those teams will exist. And meanwhile, England, France and Japan are wafting their fucking checkbooks coquettishly in the direction of players like Alan Wynne-Jones and Justin Tipperick and going, come over here. And it's just all such bullshit. Just get on with it. Um, by and large, how would you say that <laughs> Welsh rugby is going? All together now, listeners. It's not going very fucking well, is it? <laughs> terribly, to be honest. yes. Absolutely terribly. What other news have we got? Speaking of things going Speaking terribly. Speaking of terrible well, news. Uh, yeah, it's just broken before we came on air that uh, Talupi Falatau, having been fucking astonishingly brilliant for Bath in his first game oh. back after three months out with a broken so arm, good. has broken the same arm again. Um, for fuck's sake. Like, it's weird because this is exactly what happened with Billy Vunipola. And... Billy Vunipola claimed that his three broken arms were down to a vitamin D deficiency. So I say, let's send Talupe 
on holiday somewhere really like let's send him to fucking dubai let's send him to fucking florida take kids to disney world whatever how does a professional athlete have a vitamin d deficiency and you've got to wonder haven't you yeah but or i reckon it could be that effectively there is a family curse on the arms of the extended volleyballer <laughs> family and that it passes like a spirit in between them all if 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 Fallotown's literally just getting his three out in one go like Billy had to, so he can come back and be fine now. Then I'll take with it as long as he's fine by November. The Villapola uh, Armed Ghost is the sixth entity of which they do not speak. <laughs> which they do, yeah, they don't speak of it, and nobody questions it because. But yeah, absolutely shit out great. news because it's fucking he, he bollocks, great. Isn't it? And well, I'm not, I'm not Welsh, but the Six That's Nations the, without him is a pisser. Stefan Offload was just oh. fucking outrageous. <laughs> A lot and of people focus on the outlet offload, quite rightly, but the, the step, man. Way better. What did two steps? First step, then he yeah. stepped again, just enough to yeah. get, you know, through oh. the tackle. And the pace and the whole fucking thing. And oh, I'm the really upset thing. about everything. The whole thing. Um, uh, other news. Yeah. You know, it's stupid news. Um, in response to the Premiership's nigh on certain plans to fucking ring fence themselves by the end of the season um, or that shortly thereafter. Um, the championship clubs who aren't part of the uh, ring fencing group are talking about joining the Pro 14, which uh, would be funny, given that the w- the RFU's own reporting basically says that the championship is a complete financial apocalyptic black hole of unviability. Um, so they'd fit in really well with the Welsh teams and the Italian teams. So, yeah, shit idea. But, you know, it'd be funny. And probably it makes more sense than having an American team, doesn't it? Uh, it well, if you look at the Rugby League Championship, which is one below Super League, they've got Toronto mm. in there now. And they're yes. getting really good crowds. But again, it's well, one of them that if the benefactor fucks off, it's off. all yeah. over. But then again, Went that's two of every rugby club apart from Exeter. So Yes. And it's it's very, like, there are some, you know, there are some in, clubs that will provide some interest, if nothing else, in the championship to the Pro 14, you know, you've got Cornish Pirates and you've got uh, Nottingham and you've got... Mosley's still in there. Mosley are still in there, I think, but they're not what they once were, are they? No. But, you know, you've but got... It's a Cop- proper old name now, isn't it? The proper old rugby, you know, you've got... You've got Ealing Trailfinders who are sort of the nouveau riche of the championship who are basically, you know, playing in front of an old man and a dog and yet have... Spunking money. Ealing Bedford jersey and their Harlem Globetrotter style play. Indeed, yeah. So, you know. Cornish Pirates, Nottingham, Coventry, London Scottish, Doncaster, Richmond, Carnegie, and Hartbury. Is that Hartbury College? Yes. It'd be interesting to see some of those, you know, whether there'd be some sort of. I don't know. I don't know. It, it, It seems like a stupid idea that won't work, but. If it was the sort of thing that eventually paved the way for a British and Irish league that included the Premiership teams when they realised that it was beneficial, then good. But realistically, that's not going to happen. I genuinely think... Remember when we did our 1998 Welsh Rebel season on Patreon? Yes. The the, patrons would have heard of that, which was obviously about that season, but it was a much wider discussion about what that meant for rugby at that time and the opportunities that were missed. Massive missed opportunities, yeah. I think the next five years could be on a par with kind of then in kind of the interesting so. changes. It's going we'll to be dramatic. I think, we, you know, I said it last week, it's going to be a dramatic change. Um, so, yeah, there's that. Um, Speaking of dramatic, yes. the news this week is that Morgan Parra, Antoine Dupont and Baptiste Saran are all in the same French squad. 
so excited yeah. it's gonna be glorious isn't it there's there's it's such a, a nice sort of balance of like youthful exuberance and sort of calm calculated shithousery you know i watched dupont well we'll get on to this the weekend we'll talk about dupont in the toulouse game yes. no doubt um what else do you said you, other news uh well yeah every single all black is going abroad after the world cup it seems but they're all going to play in japan because they can earn the same money that they would in france or england without getting fucking battered every week um or having to live in england or japan uh england or france i should say and they'll get a job in a car factory or something so you know well, well exactly yeah and it's a nice trip home um, matthew Bastro, i'd love if, apparently... the if he insisted on that you know yeah you've got you've you don't got have to you have to work it no 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 if yeah. i'm getting the money i'll yeah. be in there monday morning yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it says Yamaha Ublio on the front of it, doesn't it? Therefore, a sign might be down on the I didn't come the all-black culture yeah. to, ignore, to, to do something yeah. like this. I don't think the all-black culture would allow them to do it, would it? I'd have will to go brush up the factory. I'll <laughs> be sweeping out Toyota's sheds, yeah. Whatever they may be. They're big sheds, trust me. I imagine um, they are. Yeah. Because one uh, just down the road here in Deeside won't be for long, but it's there for no, now. No, no. <laughs> um, in interesting other post-World Cup funny news... Um, Apparently, Matthew Bastereau has a clause in his too long contract that says after the World Cup he can go and play Super Rugby for a year. And apparently, he's going to. The Sunwolves are interested. Oh yes! <laughs> How good is that? Please let the Sunwolves have like a new kit with a massive wolf on it that stretches, know, stretches across his look. across his torso, <laughs> so that the eyes are perfectly on his moves, <laughs> and like the snout is his, is his belly button. Just get that tattooed on himself. Oh, so good! Mm. Glorious. So good. Um, and also in stupid news, uh, apparently London Irish are going to pay Steve Maffey 500k a year if you wanted to know if the Premiership clubs were going to do something sensible with their CVC windfall. This is what oh. makes me laugh when people talk about increasing the, the salary cap, but we're going to talk about this later. because I've got this mm. in shit later. Because people yes. have mentioned it. So but we'll, we'll get on to that. We'll get through the news. Um, hey, in other final news, Andy mm. Goo did not listen to you at all. No, he last week when you now. said that he shouldn't talk about politics because it turns out that nobody knows more about Brexit than Brexit, he does. And Andy Goose, no, the man is is a font of all Brexit knowledge and I should have known, to be honest, it was, you know, totally out of order on my part, even suggesting that he wasn't uh, an absolute guru and he definitely didn't get his job just to tell stories and keep people happy. Anyway. People, like, people have this impression that I, I can't speak for you, but that I am like fiercely anti-Brexit. <laughs> I'm actually a lot more undecided than that. And I really don't understand people who walk down the street with EU t-shirts on. And it'd be yeah. like walking down the street with a Houses of Parliament t-shirt on. It's really, yeah. really stupid. It's like a political institution. I don't, I don't get it. So I'm not massively in love with the EU or anything. I just think from a practical point of view, it's a bit of a daft idea. I'm not like one of these sort of permanently principally I'm, wedded to it in any way or whatever. I just yeah, don't think, I, I just think it's a bit of a daft thing to do. But Equally, I just think it's, it's going is a shitter idea than staying because they don't have a fucking plan yeah there's too many unknown unknowns as Donald Rumsfeld yeah. have said yeah. but, uh, anyway so that's that but yeah so I'm not going to talk but, about it too much but I just want to yeah. on the record for people who do listen you know I'm not I'm not a, I'm not one of them ones who have them confusing hashtags those Remainer types have confusing hashtags yeah and I'm none of that I just I just like to not have to pay 20 quid to go to fucking Spain. That's all. Yeah, I'd like my kids to still take freedom of movement, all that kind of yeah, stuff. Yeah. So maybe they can sort that out, then I'll, you know, I'll come on board. Anyway, so let's talk about the weekend, shall we? 
Bless. Good weekend. I thought lots of lots of lots of good, good games. games and good rugby moments. Yes, I thought this weekend. A lot of inverted commas proper rugby games as well. I thought, yes, uh, like with between kind of quality teams. Yes, a lot. Kind of, of when you lot all fucking know what you're doing, don't you? <laughs> yes, there wasn't a thing. great there wasn't a great deal of incompetence, although there was some. There um, always. Because otherwise yes. it'd be dull, wouldn't it? But yeah, well, it, was, yeah. It, was, it was it was everything I suppose a big cup weekend is supposed to be. It High was, quality indeed. rugby union football. Yeah. Um, what have so, you got then? I, the first thing I learned was if people spend a lot of time complaining and saying that the Pro 14 is shit because Le- uh, Leinster can play their second string players and still win games comfortably... So what does it say about the Champions Cup when they can batter Toulouse with half their first team out injured and a bunch of players that the average person will never have fucking heard of starting? Yeah, I put that European rugby teams have 99 problems and Leinster are pretty much all of them. All of them, yeah. Um, Yeah. I'm being a bit facetious there, obviously, but fucking hell, that was something. No Sexton, no Carney, no Toner, no Dan Levy, no Robbie Henshaw, no James Lowe, no Sean O'Brien. Against a team who was second in the top fourteen, beat him in the corresponding fixture, and are full of horrible bastards. I I, I expected Leinster to win this game, even with the people that, because yeah. they're at home and the the squad is so and good. Leinster, but I wasn't yeah. quite expecting them to do because Toulouse were just like pulped into a gibbering pace. Yeah, well, until half until half time, Toulouse basically made a game made a fist of it. You know, they Leinster were dominating in most facets of the game, but Toulouse's defence was good enough that they were sort of just hanging on by their fucking teeth, you know. But that second half, you know, was just a proper battering. And they kind of, even earlier, even in the first half, Leinster's defence and organisation kind of stupefied to yeah. lose his attack because it was, it was one up, one out runs from off the rook. Over and over Over again. and over again. Yeah. It was almost like, we just don't know what to do with this. They couldn't get Colby into the game at all. <coughs> they couldn't get Jatoon into the game. He looks quite tasty. Yeah. And it was just... And I think this, and I was going to talk about Dupont before. I really like Antoine Dupont, but me too. It was a classic example of what he still needs to learn because actually, it sounds daft to say he was getting the ball away too quick, but he has got such a beautiful one movement pass. Mm. But I think it needed something of a of a French get your foot on it and try yeah, and boss they... people round a bit a bit more. Having said that, if you just given Leinster more time to get organised, it probably may have been worse. I don't know it may what been, they were doing but... wasn't working. I know that much. Well, what I think it was very interesting was the sort of Toulouse turned up and effectively tried to sort of do the same thing that they did in the corresponding fixture, which is to, you know, to basically be redoubtable on defence and to counter-attack at great pace and take advantage of any kind of lapse in concentration or judgment. And A, Leinster didn't make very many mistakes. And also Leinster were ready for them this time. The second that... Chesney Colby got the ball out wide. They were fucking all over him, you know, and they just had no space and no time to do anything. It was relentless and, you know, fair play to, to Leo Cullen and to, to Lancaster for game planning that quite so effectively, but it absolutely did a number on them. You know, Rory O'Loughlin, you know, who needs Johnny Sexton when you've got Ross Byrne? Who needs Johnny Henshaw when you got Rory O'Loughlin, who needs James Lowe when you got Adam Byrne, who needs Sean Bryan when you got Josh Van der Fleer at the end of the day, you know. The depth yes. there is crazy. And even Dave Carney looked quite good. Aha, the baffled puffin. Indeed. Indeed. I mean, it's fu- it's funny, like, 
Yeah, it's pathetic. That was a fucking great finish. It was a beautiful finish. He generally played quite... It's just, there's just something about that good. team that makes... I might yeah. try playing for them. I think they just make everybody better. Well, that's the thing. I, this Leinster, like, I was... I, I honestly think they're quite hard to love, like, as a neutral. Like, they're not the sort of free-flowing porno rugby everybody's second team that they were under Joe Schmidt when they mm. won everything a couple yeah, of times. Yeah. But they can be a little bit mechanical and a bit efficient. And I find that a little bit hard to really... In the, not in the way... You know, you watch Glasgow play, for example, yeah. or you watch the Scarlets, but you, you know, even as a neutral, you just go, fucking hell, that's brilliant. And Leinster do play great rugby. I know what you mean. I mean, the trouble is, when you say things like that, it sounds like it's a binary choice, isn't it? You either love no. them or you hate them. It's not that. No. They're just hard to love just, completely. But I like them. I like to Yeah, I like them too. Yeah. Um, but... They are the deepest and scariest team on the planet, and it is going to take a fucking miracle to beat them either domestically or in Europe. Like, it's the establishment of a dynasty the likes of which has probably rarely been seen, certainly in Northern Hemisphere rugby, you know, where they could dominate with the step they've got, they could dominate rugby at a club level for years to come. Indeed. What was interesting this weekend for me mm. was. Why does nobody look at kits anymore Fucking before awful. games? How do you not... like? Especially when it happened just before Christmas. Yeah. People go, oh, we'll make sure that doesn't happen again. Yeah, no. But the Claremont playing in a midnight blue and yellow kit against Saints playing in a black and yellow kit. And Exeter not... playing in a pale blue kit against Cass. Cass playing, playing in a white and blue in a white and blue kit, which wasn't massively clashing, but clashing enough because that's the Exeter's home kit. It's black. Yeah. So what? What's the... Well, it's the problem with like people don't realize. I don't think people understand. And who I mean, buys you... European kits anyway? It's a fucking I mean, failed but, project. I'm including kit men in the whole European kits thing, but like, surely you check, you know what they're going to wear, and you, a little Google, you can go. Oh, Claremont's European kit is uh, blue. Probably going to bring the terrible red and white away kit then, lads. I mean, at least on this occasion, in the Claremont Northampton, when they went in at half time, somebody went, "Yeah, you got to fucking change that," <laughs> uh, and they and they came out and changed their shirts at half time. But it was like, and then weirdly, uh, and they've actually got shirts in the ground on like card if you like. But I was at the Vale. Yeah, but Claremont changed shirts at half time and then got significantly worse than they were before. <laughs> <laughs> which is weird and, psychology and, and all, is a funny thing all, isn't it Confidence yeah all of a sudden and by the end of the game Saints made a game of it it was a fucking fantastic game so, bonkers you know, game fucking insane game. game I loved it first you know they finally show a bit of fucking Challenge Cup rugby on telly and uh, yeah 48-40 that's all we're saying yeah. we'll leave it that's, at that it's not bad is it also BT are liars because they have claimed to various people who've complained to them that they didn't have the rights to show the group stages which is why they hadn't shown any Mm. 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 Fibs. Yes. What else have you got? I learned that Saracens are living dangerously right now. I think if you put Saracens and Castra together... End up two aside. You you would have the perfect rugby team in terms of kind of (laughs) organisation, ability, and total and complete shithousery. Yeah. They'd basically win and kill everybody at the same time. They do. I mean, to be fair, you know, they, they did win, but Saracens just look out of sorts now. And, you know, they got whistled off the park last week against Sale, right? And their discipline against Leon was not very good either. But I would imagine that on top of the penalties they did concede, 
Are we getting a couple of letters from the cycling commissioner today, or at least one? Because that Schalkberger fucking suplex in the lead up to that first <laughs> try that yeah. was a hundred million percent of red, but wasn't even looked at. Uh, and then later, Farrell and Berger both leading with a shoulder to the head later on, and nothing happened with it as well. Like, okay, it's fine against Leon. Like, Leon literally just were like fucking make this whole fucking. European thing and it is not all it's cracked up to be. That is the basic <laughs> yeah. mindset right now. But you know, Saris are going to have to play better teams than them very soon. And if they if they give away the sort of penalties and have the lax discipline that they showed on the weekend against a better team, this whole fucking procession to them winning something this season is going to not really go as quite as smoothly as they thought. No, indeed. Uh, anything else? Castor were hilarious. They you could, were you could, you could smell it coming. There was a moment. There was a moment where it just clicked, and they were like, "All right, boys, let's let's smash some heads." I in. tweeted about after about half an hour. I said, "This game, this game is slipping away from Castronel. They're about to engage the full shit house switch. This is going to go." And wouldn't you know it? Yeah, they could have had about three red. They had one red card. They could have had three. And by the last ten minutes, it was just like it was basically WWE, but not made up and pretend and stupid. But uh, Exeter were very impressive, to be fair. They were. A they, they looked, They've got to go to Munster now, haven't they? Yeah. And if anybody and can talk, win out there, I'm guessing it is them, but I don't think they will. People are talking them up as if they can, and I'm you know, prepared to come on here next week and eat a bit of humble pie, but I just don't fucking see it, sorry. I do not see Exeter going out to fucking Limerick with the form that fucking Munster are in at the moment. And doing anything other than getting beaten to be honest it'll be a hard game it'll be a good game but one you know one really good performance in Europe does not kind of erase the fact that they've been a bit fucking average this year yeah and Gloucester well I mean Munster were good but Gloucester was it somebody said I think it was Alvaro said on Twitter well at least Gloucester have waited till January to pull the Gloucester this year basically it was a very Gloucestery performance I thought I mean a couple of people sort of Said to me that oh you know they've got injuries bloody bloody blah, 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 blah. no that had a bit that had a, a fucking horrible stench of what Gloucester do every year about it and whether that's just an isolated incident or the start of Gloucester going full Gloucester this season I mean we'll know within a, about a month or so I guess but we will it's not it's not is, a good omen if you below Cipriani back if you below like, the kind of top four it's not going to take much to land you in the shit. You put a run of four bad games together and it could uh, you could find yeah. yourself in an all manner of worry. Massively so. Anything else on the weekend? Um well one thing the Lee the longer this Lee halfpenny situation goes on, the more embarrassing it gets for World Rugby. Now with every So what's happened week, now? He still, still can't play because his head is he still can't play because he's still suffering concussive symptoms. Now with every passing week that he's unable to play as a result of that blatantly fucking dangerous, illegal and violent hit that Karevi put on Halfpenny that went completely unpunished at the time and retrospectively um, yeah. by World Rugby. The fucking number wang-esque nature of the World Rugby sighting procedure and its commitment to play and safety just looks less and less convincing. You know, that was fucking November, the start of. Halfpenny yes. still out, Halfpenny... It's getting towards the, oh, fuck, are they going to have to shut him down? Is he going to miss the World Cup? Blah, 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 you know. And not every illegal or dangerous hit causes an injury, obviously, and not every injury is caused by an illegal or dangerous hit. But when 
one does, as it did in this case, and World Rugby ignores it, it makes the game look fucking terrible, especially for a high-profile player such as him to have not played since and for Karevi to have not even got a warning is pretty fucking mad. And it's st- and the long, you know, they must just be praying that he makes it back fine because if the worst happens and, you know, how many players retire well, because I mean, of fucking... I, yeah. I, wouldn't wi- I wouldn't fucking wish it on him. I hope to God it doesn't happen, but, you know... Yeah, forget if, coming yeah. back fine. If he's still having headaches... Yeah, three months three fucking months later. Three months later, then this is... Uh, it's a serious really fucking thing. Really worrying. Yeah, and... No... <laughs> You know, do, are we gonna? T- are we still taking this shit seriously? If so, how the fuck was this never punished in the first place? People were rightly angry about it at the time, and the seriousness of the injury and the ramifications that it's had just make that decision look all the more fucking worse every week. Crack a doodle dandy of a win for Ulster. Fucking hell, great game that as well. Yeah, it was bloody good game. Great week for the Irish region, uh, provinces as a whole, you know. Clean sweep Connor, and all that. Connacht beating Sale, you know, is impressive. Particularly, you know, people will say, oh, Connacht at home. But it wasn't even raining in Connacht. Come on, guys. Fucking <laughs> hell. Um, and you look at the end of the world, yeah. And you look at Sale's fucking squad compared to Connacht, and it's like, you know what, that's a shitting good win now. Yes, it is. My name is Adrian Corcoran. I'm a guard attached to the Roads Policing Unit. Last year saw an increase in fatalities on our roads. These are needless and preventable deaths. We all share the road. However you use it, please be careful and keep each other safe. Together, let's save lives on our roads. A message from the Road Safety Authority. When we talk about quitting smoking... When my first child was born, for them... Obviously money. We talk about why so much. Health for myself. My family. I'm a mom. It becomes part of the habit. The smell of my clothes. You've already talked about why you want to quit. So let's start talking about how. If you stop smoking for 28 days, you're five times more likely to quit for good. For tips, tools and real support, visit quit.ie or free phone 1-800-201-203 and make the next stop your last stop. From the HSE. Right then, shall we move on to the shit good ratings? We absolutely should. I think we should Um, as well, I I agree. Yeah, Yeah. Uh, good then. Okay. What have I got that's good? Remind me. Well, we mentioned (laughs) Ulster, uh, sorry, we mentioned Munster. Chris Farrell. Yeah, very oh, good. Oh, he's a unit, isn't he? He is a big... <laughs> oh, what is he, like fourth in line to the throne in Ireland? Easy. In the centres? And yeah. he's... Oh. It's here. Yeah, you go Henshaw, Bundyaki, presumably... Maybe then they'd pick Farrell, or maybe they'd yes. pick... I don't know, but still. He is one of 13 as well, doesn't he? He's one of, you know, eight or nine good international calibre centres that Ireland have got at their disposal at the moment. And uh, yeah, I mean, it was a good performance all around by Monster, but he caught the eye eye in particular. Um, it was just he's just a fucking he's not exactly subtle, but he's very, very, very very works, do you? No, you really don't. Have you tried being more (laughs) subtle, Chris? Why would I want to do that? (laughs) Why the fuck would I want to do that when I'm running through these people? And that's kind of Monster to a T at the moment, isn't it? Really, like they're playing some good rugby and they're attacking really well, but. They're not exactly subtle, but they're just this quite old school monster in the sense that they are just. I think subtlety's overrated in rugby. (laughs) 
In that, is, in that yeah. I like it, and you should have it, but it's probably yeah. about 7% max of your game. Yeah. And you need to it's focus on the 93%, which is the Chris Farrell smashy, smashy, smash, smash, you know. <laughs> it's, it's, the, it's the thing that takes you over the top, is the subtlety, isn't it? Absolutely, like, yeah. Against yeah. the best teams, that subtlety will win you games. However, if you're, do, as you say, if you're doing the other 93% as well as Munster are, you don't need any subtlety. You absolutely should be subtle. I'm not saying, I'm not, I'm not one of these like old I'm school playing. people who want to see people running into each other for 90 minutes, but yeah, it's it's... You should get the stuff Munster are doing right first and then work yeah, on the rest of it. and then work on, on, yeah, smashy, smashy, and then uh, dancey, dancey. Smash- the- <laughs> you heard it here first. Smashy, smashy, dancey, dancey. Yes. Strategy. Uh, please send uh, all coaching job offers. <laughs> care of. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, so what, what else? What have you got? Yes, yeah, fucking Jacob Stockdale. Oh. Fucking. Like, genuinely... His brilliance is weirdly normal now, but I feel like we need to appreciate how good he is because he's genuinely like, he's a big lad. He's quick and he's powerful. That's fine. There's a lot of big... Plenty of that, about. It's almost like that's the minimum requirement now. Yeah, but he is so intelligent. He has got such great awareness. His kicking game is fucking incredible. He's just a complete package. His game without Look, the ball is amazing as well. Yeah. Don't yeah. forget he, that. His game without the ball, is, is he reads yeah. the game, he's his, positioning his everything. His support play yeah. is phenomenally good. And he's just, he's the, the best winger in the world. In in terms of the, what he's got in his locker. Like, Isn't he the second a, highest try scorer in history for Ireland already? I mean, he's certainly been fucking scoring them for fun, hasn't he? I don't know whether the specific stats, but Jesus Christ, he is... He's just fucking, I don't know. And there's a joy to his play that I just can't help but really like. It's it's fun watching him play because he loves scoring tries. So And he just makes rugby feel like it's fun again. And he doesn't make it seem like it's so fucking serious and dull and shit that it can be at yeah, times. Yeah, it's, it's, it's joyful. It doesn't yeah, and and to be honest, you, like a lot of what Ulster were doing on the weekend felt like it's looking at Ulster over the last couple of seasons. It's not always been very good over there, but they're playing with real just fucking levity and like joy, and and they they feel like they've had a weight lifted off them, and it's really fun to watch because they're you know they're a good rugby team, with good players in it, and it's you can't fault it really, can you? You cannot fault it at all. Yeah, he's 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 stupendously good. Have you found out? I'm trying to find. Uh, I'm trying to find this stat. I'm, I'm in, not. I'm not getting anywhere with it. In the meantime, I, we should probably talk about Big Bill Matter, shouldn't we? Yes, we should. His, and his fucking ridiculous porn. It was a weekend for for big big number eight offloads, wasn't it? It was, but honestly, that's ridiculous. Like, I mean, people said it was amazing to support play as well. He overran it quite a lot, but you know. It was, a, it was that one from like, it's not just that's the thing though it's not just that porno offload because even before no. that I, I turned I, I turned over to watch the um, the Scarlets game after about 20 minutes of that game and so I didn't see the porno offload live but even before that I was sitting on my couch and thinking 
he has been a fucking incredible signing. I mean, we were talking right. about him sort of yeah. back in October, late October, sort of yeah. saying, you know, as a signing, it doesn't get much better than that, does it? No, because he's completely unheralded, and yet he brings go forward, he brings power, he brings flair, he brings sort of control at the base of the scrum. He's just a fucking all-round number eight. A friend of the pod, Jason Tovey, said that he thought he was the best number eight in the world at the moment. Well, Jason uh, would know, because he's a very intelligent man. And he would man. know. He's a very intelligent man. I think he might need to sort of calm that down a little bit. But on form, he is in fucking scintillatingly good form at the moment. He looks an incredible player. And Edinburgh all of a sudden are like, oh, fuck, how are we going to keep this guy? Because somebody in France or England is going to pay him a lot of money in a Rumi Vakatawa kind of way. So the, the premiership money injection just basically just reeks for me of the dot-com bubble. Oh, yeah. A load of companies that didn't own anything decided to go and get, like, plush offices in Soho, mm-hmm. you yeah. know, and stuff like that. And then, uh, then they couldn't fire, make it got a fireman's pole. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, well, if you don't see like... well, money, well, we've put in this new indoor <laughs> play park for the <laughs> actual players. Yeah. Bill yeah. Matter is going to be sort of like London Irish's equivalent of putting the fireman's pole in their office. They're going to pay <laughs> yes. about 700 grand a year. Yes. I bought a Picasso be... for the wall. <laughs> Uh, what else have I got? Let's go. Speaking of number eight, yes, Sheriff Ken Owens. Tell you what, it's, and his second a, outing as a number eight. It's, it's Never mind, Falatau. When did he got nothing to piss, worry about? Yeah. Like, also, his ridiculously intense try celebrations are giving the Scarlet team just life at the moment. Like, which is in like direct, direct um, dissonance contrast with his, to his, his try gift. Yeah, with his try gift, where he just looks yeah. dull, he looks bored and yeah. pissed off. He has to do it. Yeah. But like, honestly, like him leading from the front in the way he has feels like it's played a really big part in rejuvenating the team. And yeah, it's weird that, isn't it? Yeah. But yeah, the, the thing great. is with Ken is he will carry for you all day, won't he? And as an age, yeah. he's like, as long as you know where to stand and carry the ball, yeah. you can so, on. I don't have to scrummage in the front row and all I have to do is carry all day. It oh, is, fucking it is brilliant. a front row's dream, isn't it, really? Yeah. yeah. All I have to do, play do number is... Eight. Do I want to play number eight? <laughs> number eight yeah. Oh, I've been waiting for this since I was 13. <laughs> yeah, I don't imagine you took a lot of convincing when when Wayne yeah, came Well, if like, I have to, boys. Yeah, you know, oh, you know it'll, be a, it'll be a struggle, but, wow. What have we got from Twitter here? Maria Adust, Adust got in touch. She said, mm-hmm. uh, good is my weekend in Claremont. Yeah, I really want to go to Claremont. I bet it is. Yeah, really want to go to Claremont. I heard it's lovely. Maybe that's the next one. If this, if if the Judgment Day goes well, maybe Claremont's yeah. the next target. <laughs> Although yeah, you have to like... fly to Leon and get the train, don't you? It's, there's only internal mm. flights to uh, Overn Airport, I think. What else have we well, got here? Alex McKee gets in touch on Twitter. Hello, Alex, and says, "Good Stockdale, nothing else." Yep, agreed. I mean, yeah, it's it's. Yeah, well, what yeah. can you say? Enjoy it. The, the thing is, yeah, you don't him. enjoy him. Yeah. You don't realise, do you? What you, you, you know, it used to take yeah. a minute to realise what you're watching, I suppose. Yes. I call it the George North effect. Nobody really appreciated what George North was until George North had that 18 well, months, two yes. years where he was really struggling. And then and now he's playing well again and looking like George North. It's like, oh, let's appreciate how good George North is. And it's exactly the same as Stockdale. Make the most of it. Catherine Cavanagh, hello, Catherine, gets in touch and says, Dave Carney masquerading as an A380 on his way to the try line. 
<laughs> it was very good. I did enjoy it. Wasn't it wasn't so much. Well, that was good in itself, but to get down and get it down in the that sort was the, of was the four inches that he had to work in yeah. was, was, I was remarkable. Like, well, that's easy to touch, isn't it? No. Oh, how did that happen? I don't I think he knows either. I think no, we'll try I, and do that again a hundred times. I was and, the thing, yeah, yeah, you could not get him to do it again, but it was a perfect right place, right time thing. Great take as well. You got to give it to him. Yeah, glorious that's, stuff. Yeah. yeah. Have you got any more good? Uh, oh, have I ever? Um, <laughs> oh, <laughs> have I ever? Um, Harry Millard, uh, Cardiff Blue sent as is tradition. Uh, when somebody from my direct neck of the woods starts making a bit of a name for themselves, I am contractually obliged to start hyping them. See also uh, Thomas Young. Um, but look, he's five foot eleven, so he's probably too small to be a test centre in the modern game. But honestly, really great skill set, great awareness, really got a try and assist against Glasgow in a very good Blues performance. He looks a real talent and he could be just destined for big things, but he's probably a bit small, but enjoyable. A fireman from Aberdeer got selected to go to Tom Jones' team on The Voice on Saturday. Uh, I know, I actually know him. Do you know him? Yeah, I do, yeah. (laughs) Has he he done the pubs? Have you been in a band with him? Uh, I've been in bands that have played on bills with him back has he been my... trying for years is, is he like the creme brulee fellow from the league of gentlemen he's not quite that tragic he's a lovely bloke but um yeah, fella, he was, yeah he was in uh he was playing in fucking punk bands when i was playing in punk bands and i was there back in the early 2000s well, now he's, he's on team tom, You've oh, he's on team tom. you could have been yeah, in there yeah it could have been me could have been me if not they, for, they went not massively professionally welsh for about 10 seconds <laughs> Do you know what I mean? <laughs> I haven't actually. I've heard. I've, I've heard tale, tales tell of it. I haven't actually seen it. I probably should look it up. To be I watch The Voice because it's something I can watch with the kids. You find increasingly, you know, and we can just sit and take the piss out of it a bit and stuff. I've got no problem watching these Saturday. Evening. People get really vehemently to... angry about the X Factor and stuff. It's like it's a Saturday evening entertainment show. Stop pretending to... that it's anything other than that. Before the X Factor really just became dull and tragic, I did quite used to enjoy just snarkily tweeting about the X Factor. <laughs> yes, and I. And to be honest with you, I still enjoy snarkily tweeting about most things or just snarkily telling my wife these things, at which point she says, can you just stop talking now? You're ruining this. <laughs> and you're just being snarky about every fucking thing. <laughs> yeah, for of my missus does that. The kids are giggling and she's like, see, this, this is no good, this. <laughs> yeah, trying to watch this and you're just... I actually, I did a it. blog on the X Factor 1 series. I did like the entire <laughs> series. I blogged it, the Hex Factor. It might still be out there somewhere. That I've noticed Maybe it's right. it to, to Google everybody. It was one when that little Scouse fellow was on it. He used to be in Brookside. I can't remember his name now. Oh, yeah, I remember him. Yeah. And he, Jesus, what were we talking about then? Oh, Aberdare. <laughs> as well, uh, you know. Yeah, Aberdare to the X Factor. Yes. Um, yes, so speaking of sort of Aberdeer, but he's not from now, I don't think. Adam Reese, friend yeah. of the pod. Uh, yeah, Adam's Cardiff through and through. Yeah, sorry, Adam. Like... I realise how upsetting that's just been what yeah. I've just said. He's just <laughs> incredibly upset. He's yeah. just smashed his phone on his commute. Almost almost as upset as Adam was getting uh, when people repeatedly were accusing him of being uh, Walsh Dalai Lama over and over again, <laughs> which uh, on Twitter. <laughs> which and is funny, but. It, it would be it would be a cosmically excellent joke if uh, Cardiff's most sober man was responsible for creating <laughs> rugby's most popular drinking game. But uh, yeah, Indeed. I doubt it. Somehow. Anyway, so Adam gets in touch. He said, "He said, good was everyone from the Pacific Islands." He said, "I was an atheist, but I now believe they are God's chosen people, and that world rugby should put all their resources into making Fiji, Samoa, and Tonga the best teams ever, and the new spiritual guardians of rugby union." Now, you see, some would say this is hyperbole. 
And yeah. But I'm going to allow it. Yeah. I'll I'm allow allowing it. it. Yeah. Have you got any more good? Uh, I've got good. Uh, good. Henry Slade, who had his standard pre Six Nations game where he looks like the complete international theatre. He has to start for England. He yeah. has to start for <laughs> yeah, England. Yeah. yeah. Uh, he was excellent. He was in yeah, attack, was. his kicking, his passing, his running, his defence. He was just fucking excellent. I like uh, Hepburn looked excellent. Remember when he last turned out for England? Yeah, yeah. Put put saying, fair them, warning. Put, put either of them in a white shirt in three weeks' time, and we'll see how that goes. Um, also good was uh, Tom James playing uh, rugby again. Oh, he's back, isn't he? Yes. Yes, he made his first appearance after taking time out from the game last season to... Uh, to deal with depression and you know fair play to him is is doing that took massive courage and delighted for him that he's got back on the field and he's got back uh playing for the blues um and yeah just good good stuff gareth thomas gets in touch not that one it's a shame he says good was josh ibuanokpi is that right ibuanokpi i can't I forget his name harlequin's played anyway yeah, that lad. Big forgetting lad. it, big lad. Forgetting his shorts <laughs> on his European debut and borrowing a pair from the U team lost property bid. Did you see how tiny? Oh his my shorts? god, they were like. <laughs> I level with you, like. I feel like a spinning around video with Kylie. Yeah. A couple of months ago, Canterbury sent me some stash that was a size too small for me, um, so that I could just about get it on, but it's absolutely obscene. And he thought, come the new year, I'll sort this right out. Well, I, I put the, the, there's some little training shorts that I occasionally. <laughs> where when I'm just, you know, doing some workouts at home and I realised that they're just entirely obscene. They're doing some workouts at home? When did this yeah. start? Oh, well, I mean, I'm, I'm a fucking proper little gym rat, don't you know? <laughs> I'm not. Um, but anyway, <laughs> the, the, I, I came to a realisation as I was doing some squats the other day that uh, I can't wear those shorts anymore because it's just, it's basically looking like I'm wearing a sort of pair of very sheer wire fronts. Beautiful. So, uh, what, what an basically, image. basically. I'm sorry if you're eating your breakfast out there. I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm sorry, everybody. But uh, yeah, that was. I watched that and I just thought, I fucking feel you, mate. I absolutely feel you. Sometimes you just got to make the best with what you've got. You know, I could see it, you feel it, and hear it. It was that tight. Yeah. If all if all your other shorts are in the wash, you know, you've got to do what, what you've got do? to do. Yeah, and, and you know, if you've come last to the changing room, we've all been there. <laughs> sorry, I'm late, lads. Any shorts left? Yeah. Have a look in yeah. there. Yeah. That was a weird diversion. It was. What else have we um, got as good? Patricia gets um, in touch. She yes. says good is Bill Matter in general, yes. but especially that borderline not safe for work offload. Yes. Yes, absolutely. 100%. And it's a good point to make that in general. He's fucking excellent. He's such it's, a good He's player. so much more than that offload. Um, I have one final. I don't know if it's good or if it's shit, to be honest. But I'll I'm decide. Just gonna, Tell me what it is. I, I put this on Twitter, but... um. Before the Toulon game, uh, the Toulon-Edinburgh game, which was an incredibly impressive Edinburgh win, by the way, um, there was some tear gas on the pitch as a result of the uh, yellow vest anti-government protests that had taken care before the match. Um, They're loving it, aren't they? Sky's, Sky's commentator got himself a little bit tied up in knots. And uh, I'll just play you this. The yellow vests... Anti government uh, activations and uh, it's been what? <laughs> <laughs> Anti government, let's just listen to that again. Economic policy activations. Uh, economic uh, policy uh, activations and uh, it's been. <laughs> that was Gavin, wasn't it? Bless him. 
I think it was. It's Gavin Hastings completely fucking I have a clue what anti- to say. Anti-government economic policy activations. And honestly, <laughs> when when he started falling over it, I was just like, say, pro- just say protest, just say protest, just say protest. <laughs> and then he was like, economic policy. I was like, oh God, where's this going? And then he went to activations, which I'm, I mean, that's a, where that <laughs> that's came from. That's amazing. I not know. Gavin Hastings. See, his job just to shout excitedly about things. When that came on to do, he's like, oh no, what have I got to say about this? Yeah. Now, this is quite delicate, Gavin, because, you know, some people think that these people are from the far right and, and, you know, maybe they are in Britain, but in France, it's more just of a sort of general workers' discontent that's been co-opted by the far right. So you've got to be careful that you don't say anything. That's what was being so said in his say, ear just, while he was yeah, trying to yeah, speak. Exactly. <laughs> what came out was economic <laughs> policy <laughs> activations. Yeah. Ah. So, yeah, that delighted me. I love Quite that. Lot. It's what's happening in France, as you said there, the general workers' discontent. That's basically the entire <laughs> the hundred history. years of history in yeah. France. General <laughs> workers' discontent. I am not happy that I am paid £52,000 a year <laughs> to operate the Buffy cart on a French train. <laughs> How dare you try and move my retirement age from 52 to 54? <laughs> what do you mean I only get four months off a year? <laughs> What do you mean you want to bring your legislation means you can actually sack me? What the fuck is wrong with you, lot? Get your yellow vests on, lads. I was promised a job for life. Uh, oh, right, what have we got here? Andy Wilkerson gets in touch. He says, good All right. is the film Mercenary, showing the plight of Pacific Islanders tr- plying their trade in France. He went full Gavin Hensley. I did, didn't I? Pacific Islanders. Yeah. <laughs> the film Mercenary, showing the... Plight of Pacific eyeliners trying to activate their economic policy in France. <laughs> I've seen this, I think, on Netflix. I've seen it's there, and I've never got around to watching it, I don't think. I've watched, it, I've, I will do it. I've got the Pacific Warriors documentary in mind. No, that's watch. the one I've seen. This is a different yeah. one, then. Yeah, it's different. I mean, I'm genuinely intrigued, because obviously that's a big fucking issue in rugby in, in the current era particularly with the fucking vast amount of money that's flying around now. And, yeah, I'm intrigued to see it. Uh, Alexander Thompson gets in touch. He says, good is Darcy... Gr- Ooh, now, brace yourself oh, for this. Yes. Darcy yes. Graham being the new Shane. Hold the fucking <laughs> phone. Um, yeah, he's good, though, isn't he? He is very good, isn't he? Yeah. That's where your, your, your 7% subtlety comes from, see? Yeah. Yes, exactly that, yeah. Talk, talk to me when he's, you know... One world player of the year. But, you know, Shane spent to seven years people not quite believing, didn't they? You never know. Very true, Another very true. going to come along at you some know, point. Exactly. Maybe not quite the same. His, but, name you know. is, his name's Chesney Colbert, I'm afraid. Well, uh, <laughs> you see him step round Fardy. <laughs> Honestly, that was fucking ridiculous. <laughs> you only keep watching like, it going, how's he done, how's how's he he done that? I've got yeah. frame by frame, still don't know how he's done it. He's basically phased through him. It's like... <laughs> <laughs> like that bloke in... Um, X-Men, who can go yes. fast. Yeah. There you go, that's my understanding of comics. There we go, anyway. yeah, he's like Quicksilver. He's there like that go. bloke that can yeah. go dead fast in Tex-Men. <laughs> in Tex-Men. <laughs> Tex-Men, Tex-Men, Tex-Men. Is, Tex-Men would be Yorkshire, and I've got yeah. no time for that shit. So. Fair enough. Or would just be men from Texas. That's true, yeah. which is not as good as being q No. 90s DIY joke. Wait. About 20% of people understood that. I got it. Thank you. We, used to, we had a massive Texas another day. <laughs> Of course you did. It's now a what? Of course it is. A what? What's you not heard? Sorry, what's what? I don't know that. Oh my god! I know about I know about the range. They've taken over a lot of them. You haven't lived. They've what got, is the? Imagine. Have imagine, you seen a jisk? A yusk? You know one of them? 
I've never seen a Yisk. See what? J Y S K. What is sort of like? How you spell it? Just, it's just spelled what with an exclamation mark, as in like wham, but shit, but not as good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly that. Um, how do, I, do you remember Hypervalue? God, do I remember Hypervalue? When I was living <laughs> in Canton, I bought a cast iron. My wife, to be fair, we bought a cast iron frying pan for a fiver from Hypervalue in 1999, and we've still got it. That's that's exactly what. What is basically like Hypervalue on steroids? It's like it, it's a huge like. Imagine a fucking B and Q sized place. Filled with all oh, of the. God, their website is so low rent. I love it. Yeah, and see, this is why you haven't heard of it. Cardiff, Caerphilly, Aberdare, Swansea, Rogerston, and Cambran. Now, Aberdare, there's two in Aberdare. There's the one axis in, of evil. There's one. There's one in Penwine, and there's one in fucking Cumbach. So, yeah, I mean, occasionally it's one of those places that you walk around it and you just think, this is where all of the bankrupt stock in the world goes to die. Yeah, but some it's quite good. And some of it's quite terrible. I bought one of those, you know, those like weird blowtorch things that you use to clear the moss off your, like... Uh, oh, I tried one of them. Disgraceful. Yeah, terrible thing. Absolutely shite. Yeah. Absolutely pointless. But I've still bought it because I wanted a little flamethrower. My yeah. friend works for a leading toy manufacturer. One of the most leading toy manufacturers in the world. Is it Hasbro? No. He was telling me that uh, for years they would not touch the likes of Hypervalue and B&M and Home Bargains because mm-hmm. of the brand associations and all Absolutely. that kind of stuff. Yeah. Whereas now, they are all falling over themselves to get their yeah, stock into the shop. Because that's where people yeah. go there. Yeah. That's where people go. Yeah. I so went what's... into a Poundland once because I was 10 minutes early to pick my son up and I, and I spent 23 quid. <laughs> but you came out with 23 things. Lots and lots of jelly sweets. Well, that is it's kind of their stock in trade, isn't it? Yes. Anyway. But yeah. yeah. So... so uh, so, that yeah. conversation was shit, so let's move on to shit. <laughs> yes, um, speaking of shit, uh, Martin Bayfield, right? like Martin Bayfield a lot. Yeah, we've Very established good. this. Yeah. We both like Martin uh, Bayfield. Yeah. However, at the end of the day of the Champions Cup hosting on uh, the end of BT's coverage of the Champions Cup on Saturday, yes. uh, he promised that next week's action, the final round, would be, and I quote, astonishing. <laughs> now... I can't tell you what the future will hold, but promising astonishment for a round of games where most of the pools have basically been decided now, it's ballsy. You know, to guarantee astonishment, like, maybe I'll be surprised. Maybe there'll be like a, a freak weather event will mean that Edinburgh versus Montpellier is played amidst blood rain. Or, you know, Leinster's... Gen- frogs will fall from the sky. Astonishing yeah, stuff. Yeah. Maybe Leinster's uneventful battering of Bath will be interrupted by a fucking alien spaceship touching down in the Ingold area at the RDS. Maybe Austin Healy will say something insightful, considered and accurate. I don't know. Anything could happen. But otherwise... Um, Jamie Roberts might run into space. Astonishing yeah, stuff. Yeah, <laughs> that, that would astonish me. Otherwise, not likely to be astonished by the final round of the Champions Cup. Sorry. Yeah, they've got to always... They're like, you know, the film Glenn Gary... Yeah, yeah, Glenn Gary, Glenn Ross, isn't it? He, they're all basically Alec Baldwin, in Glenn Gary, Glenn Ross. <laughs> are, yeah, I'm the guy from downtown. Yeah, it's too much. Yeah, always be closing. Yeah, right now you're at like an eleven, and we need you at about a, at a seven tops. You know, what's it going to be like yeah. by the time the semi-finals roll round? This is the thing. It's like guys, you need a got... defibrillator in the studio. 
You've got a lot of rugby left to play before you get to the fucking the climax of this whole thing. You need, you know, you've got to pace yourself. What have I got this shit? Speaking of BT Sport, mm. Austin Healy. <laughs> Standing well, item. Yeah, writing a column about being nicer to refs this week. In the very yeah, same week, he, brass re- neck there, isn't he there? repeatedly called them stupid <laughs> live on television at the end of the Leicester game when they went to the TMO for that try. Yeah, he's got some fucking gumption, isn't he? The thing That's is, I sometimes other. call referees stupid, so I'm never going to yeah. say, please stop calling referees stupid. Yeah. And I'm happy to live with that, you know. Yeah. But it's, I wouldn't write a column in the Telegraph. Well, he doesn't write a column no. in the Telegraph either. Somebody else does. No. And has his head well, stuck on it. But, uh, yeah. He, he, you know, yeah, he, he gets rung up by some poor fucker at the Telegraph, says some bollocks, and then have it gets Have you ever been that person? Who has no, to ring up not. Superstar I, know, and then write I, know, I know people who have, and... Uh, yeah, I'm not going to talk about that on air. No, indeed. It's not my story to tell. No. But, uh, yeah. Uh, what have so, you got with uh, shit? Shit. Uh, we've discovered it, but honestly, Castro's discipline was amazingly bad. <laughs> like, comically bad. Like... God almighty. Such a shit band. About a pint of snot just came out of my nose then. The pressure it created <laughs> in my head. And it still probably sounded better than fucking cat. <laughs> uh. anyway, yeah, so their discipline. Horrendous. I agree. Honestly, just a, a joke of cosmic proportions. How a lot of people have to go at Munster fans or some Munster fans for calling out the fact that none of this was picked up a couple of weeks, a few weeks back. And But there is something to be said about, well, unless you stop them doing it, they're, they're gonna not going to stop do doing it. it, are they? Because yeah, yeah. that's what yeah. they do. And I, you know, I don't mind a bit of uh, aggro. It's fine. But uh, anyway. Yeah. Um, ben, ben F. gets in touch. He says, shit, is the ref in the Leinster match saying, well done, mate. Thank you, mate. Or anything, mate. Every 30 seconds. He sounded like a broken condom advert. <laughs> People get mates condoms. Are they still a thing? I've not bought. Uh, I've not, yeah, I've not frequented. I've not had to buy one of those for quite some no. time. So, <laughs> as we've discussed on the podcast. <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah, and you know, let's be honest. As if you're an adult buying prophylactics, you're not going to fucking slum it with mates. So you... <laughs> was there a pecking order with now? Oh. I'm, I'm drawing the line on this as a sidebar. <laughs> we are not going down this road. Right, that's it. Move on. What else is shit? I'll tell you what, shit. Maids condoms. No, yes. we can't. <laughs> Tesco value. <laughs> Ten, quick save, no frills condoms. <laughs> Never again. Not even once. <laughs> um, shit. Uh, Glasgow's fucking back row injury luck is shit, actually. Do you remember what we said before Christmas? You know, I mean, Scotland, they have a bit of an injury problem, don't they? No, but they're doing all right. Doing all right in November. Oh, Matt Vegas we're very sorry. in the same game. Like, horrible luck. Even more so when you've got a must-win game next week and the Six Nations is three weeks away. It's just like, oh, I mean, they've only got to get a bonus point win against Saracens. I can't see that being a problem, can you? Neither of those players would have helped. Not like... <laughs> It's not like Starry, you've got an imposing back row or anything. Sorry, because because Shark Burger would have just twisted their head off anyway at some point. So. That's true. Yeah. You basically just moved them out of the line of fire and given them. <laughs> yeah. Invalided back to Blighty rather than play there. Yeah. Uh, also, shit for me uh, is Leicester's defence. 
Jesus fucking... Remember when people were like, oh, maybe they've turned the corner when they won that game last week? No. No, no, they have not. The Scarlets were, like, much better on the weekend. They looked much more like their old selves. But a club like Leicester putting in that level of effort and organisation on the... In terms of defensively, it's just fucking not acceptable, is it? I'd be fucking tamping if I was a Leicester fan. Well, I think if you have a few are regularly yeah, in touch and do on. listen, yeah. and they are saying it's not, it's not, it's not much fun. Especially, it wasn't much fun for them because it must be new. Well, this is the th- this is it why must be like losing your job for the first time. Oh, well, this is what it's like then, is it? I must go to the job yeah. centre and stuff. I don't, I don't, I, I didn't understand this. Well, it's just kind of it's like last season when the Ospreys' defence was shit and they were leaking tries for fun. I just got incredibly angry about it even when we were winning games which didn't happen that often I was incredibly pissed off at how bad the defence was because for the Ospreys entire existence they have been fucking brilliant defensively and they're back to being very good defensively now but yeah when you like you say when you're so not used to it when you're used to you know setting the standards I think you may have overstated the Ospreys defensive position there but go on well, we're pretty good at it now. We were very, very good yeah. at it before. We're back to being pretty good at. Yeah. We're, you know, we're the, we've conceded the fewest points in the Challenge Cup this season. You know, it's we're not doing bad. All right, don't but, get shitty about it. What do you make it? But for you know, for Leicester, where you know they've basically fucking been the byword for like physicality and yes, you know, organization and innovation, all of these good things to win and grind you down. Yeah. Yeah. And then to see them turn up like that and just basically after about 15 minutes look like they cannot be fucked is just really like... They've given Jordan Duffy the job for time, guys. Like, was this a fucking good idea? Indeed. Oshin gets in touch. He, he asks a question. How shit are the Ospreys, he says? Conceding a last-minute drop goal to crash out of Europe at home to Worcester. I mean, I'm annoyed by it, obviously, but I sort of... I'm a little bit philosophical about it because I'm sort of like, well, the Ospreys basically have put all of their money into having a, a half-decent first 15 that can go toe-to-toe with most teams. But the downside of that is we're at January and those players are fucking knackered now. You can see they need a couple of weeks off and instead most of them are going to go off and play in the fucking Six Nations. But like, And the depth beyond them is terrible. And... Anything, you know, if if the Ospreys win another game this season, I'd be pleasantly surprised, and I'm not kidding about that. Mm. I think it could get, particularly with all the Wales players fucking off, it's going to get bad. Um, so yeah, I'm going to appreciate the first half of the season and look forward to me returning to being fucking really pissed off very soon. I was going back to Neath. Well, I oh, know. Yeah. Actually, no, you might not be able to do that either. That's going fucking fantastically <laughs> well, isn't it? <laughs> Do you know what? I, in a sort of weird solidarity moment, despite my sort of affection for Neath having diminished considerably in the last 10 years of fucking clown car farsiness, I was like, you know what? I'll do something to try and help the club. I'll fucking order off their official samurai team store. I'll, you know, yes. I'll buy a fucking Neath t-shirt just to, you know, for, which was a ridiculously expensive, by the way. It was like 27 quid or something like that. But it's like, you know what? Club needs a bit of money now. They'll get a fucking decent wedge of that, I hope. And I'm not putting anyone at the club out by saying, can you send me my T-shirt, please, while they're <laughs> getting paid? Because it's been done by Samurai. How many, nearly a month. Haven't heard anything. Did you? Like, <laughs> oh, my God. Like, I've basically help, just, me help, you. help me help, help you. Help me help you. Like, yeah. Well, they haven't taken any money off me. I've emailed. 
It's just like, guys, I'm trying to give you 30 quid here. It seems like you need it. Can you just stick it in an envelope and forward it to us, Ben? <laughs> <It's, yeah. laughs> oh, but yeah, that's depressing. We haven't talked about the sad death, fucking zombie death of Neath on here. But... No, we're probably going to do a finance episode at some point because I've got a person who actually knows what they're talking about, so we might actually cover yes, sort of that, that at some point. very interesting. But yeah, until then, let's just say it's fucking rubbish. Uh, I was a pirate once got in touch, and he said shit was die young, blaming the salary cap. Blaming a salary salary cap for Prem teams failing to compete with the star-studded Irish. Literally a quote. We've been round this we've been round this road before. Yeah. Um let me here's something I think about things like salary. Let's just say they did up the salary salary cap, right? Mm-hmm. Your problem isn't isn't what you're paying. on Steve Maffey. It is well. In a way, your problem isn't your top players because what you find is what you're paying your really top players is probably what they're worth. Yeah. I mean, I know Ben Taylor's a bit of because he's not played much, but unlike Manu, but if Manu was fit and in form, that amount of money would be fucking worth every fucking penny. Absolutely fucking worth every every fucking penny. Your problem becomes, I think, is that you end up paying loads of people who aren't worth the money, who are about a tier below and then the tier below that. So what happens is mm. that you pay 500k to someone like Manu, they end up paying sort of these middling centres and middling players a quarter of a million pounds, £300,000 a year. Yeah. And removing the salary cap isn't going to make you sign another... What will happen is it's just because agents aren't stupid. There's just going to be a, no. land, there'll just be a land grab for it. And everybody's salary will go up and you'll find yourself in the same position. Because nobody ever stops and says, no, they are on 50% more money than you because they're worth it and everybody else is down here. Yeah, and that's the thing. is like nobody is going to take fucking, you know, if you offer, it might work for a season or two, you know. If you pay, you know, somebody who's a starting centre in Wales or in a lower premiership club or whatever... 400k a season to effectively come and sit on the bench yeah you might get a couple of them and they and you, you will be very strong then because you will have crazy depth because all of a sudden you are you've got a starting caliber fucking center earning you know fucking starting caliber center money and he's not even having to fucking do anything for it however when the time comes to then renegotiate the money for the guy who's actually starting, who was used to be on 500k, well, they're going to want 700k, aren't they? Because yeah, they're saying, well, this, fuck- will pay it. Yeah. this fucking, yeah, this fucking guy who's on the bench is on 400 fucking k every year. And it's, it's such a fucking, the first 15 will always be the, like, the notion that you can have this huge fucking deep squad of 30 players who are all starting caliber through paying them that, like, through basically buying it. Is a complete fucking fallacy. The reason that Leinster and Munster have these really deep squads is because most of the players are fucking young and homegrown and they are just exceptionally good for their age. They've also had the chance to play rugby at a high level in the Pro 14 consistently and they've played with good players who've made them better. But also, they have the IRFU telling them where to play. Fucking Munster's starting 10 was on Leinster's bench last season. And then the IRFU went, no fucking way. And he's got to start every week because he's that good. And now he is, and he's showing that he's 
you know, going to be the heir apparent to Johnny Sexton and some. And so, the money thing's a weird thing as well because, you know, how much money do you think Jack Conan's on? Yeah. He's not going to be on a staggering amount of money, is he? No. I'm not saying he's, he's probably, a small amount of money either. Well, the, probably, the, the nice point is, is that they're replacing people when they come out, they're replacing with internationals. Yeah, but they're not replacing with internationals because they're paying them 500 grand a year. No, that's the thing. And that's the that's the thing that fucks me off about this mentality that a lot in the Premiership, a lot of Premiership fans and a lot of English fans seem to have that they can just throw money at this. It's like, no, that's never going to work. You can throw money at it. That's what they try to do in France. And in the end, they have squads full of handsomely paid players, most of whom look like they can't be fucking arsed. In their the middle time. 30s. Yeah. And so... Yeah, like, you know, Jack Conan's probably still on an academy deal. Gary, I mean, Ringro- like, yeah. Gary Ringrose is probably still on an academy deal. I don't know if he is. He probably, I yeah. hope they've paid him by now. But, you know, players like fucking Josh van der Fleer are not, you know, on Adam their... Adam Byrne bit- paid? Yeah, Adam He's Byrne's on fucking, doesn't he? Adam Byrne's on an academy deal. Fucking, you know, a lot of these young players, they're just brilliant. You know, the issue will be in five years' time, when, or in three years' time, when the IRFU has to all of a sudden find money to yes. pay all of these players. And that's when we may get, you know, and we had it about six or seven years ago, a load of senior Irish players, notably Johnny Sexton went abroad because the IRFU went fucking hell lads. We can't afford to pay you and these guys. So you can go or you can stay for this amount of money. And a lot of them went understandably. So, but it'll probably be even more so this time. And whether the IRFU can make enough money to sort of offset that in the meantime, I don't know. But like, we're, you know, we're in the fucking very early stages of this. Leinster have only been this good for a year. It's easy to forget that. Mm. You know, they yeah, were I remember good. a couple of years ago, people were saying, you know, will they ever come back? And Yeah. The start of the decline, blah, de, blah, de, blah. No, you know, they've only, this is, whether this Leinster thing will work once that everybody wants to be on fucking 500 grand in that dressing room, who knows? And whether they can bring through a generation that can replace the ones that will inevitably leave who are the sort of guys who are, you know, the Reese Ruddocks of this world who are, you know, going to want... Somebody's going to pay Reese Ruddock more than what he's worth in a year or two's time, you know? Mm. Whether it be Japan or France or whatever. That's that's how you do it. It's not about just going like Dai Young, you know, fucking getting a squad for the players on 500k. That's never going to work. You have to bring these. You've got to develop. You know, it's like I was, you know, joking about London Irish earlier. You know, paying Steve Maffey 500 grand is not going to secure no. your status as a Premiership club. You might shift a few more tickets. Maybe, ground. but it's still Steve. Not, not many, a few. You know, it's not. No, it's not. He's not fucking Charles Piertow, is he? He's Steve Matty. I mean, with the greatest respect to him, he's a very good player, but he's a lock. Yes. <laughs> and he's a, a lock who's not fucking Leonie Nakawara, so he's not exactly going to be... Put, I don't know. Actually, if you spent... If they, every club in the Premiership spent every penny of that fucking CBC windfall on their academy and coaching, and then they wouldn't get instant results, but in about five years' time they probably have depth comparable to... It's what Saracens did for a while. Saracens don't seem to be quite as invested in that as they used to, and they seem to be preparing to sort of spend money, but 
and they spend it sensibly, but like, yeah, you know, it's hard, Jay, the Vunapolas, Jamie George, all of these players came through Saracens Academy and that's what made them let them win European titles because they had all these players who were not on that much money who were really fucking good. And it's luck more than anything else. So there luck you go. Yeah. I'm going to stop going off. 27 penneth worth. <laughs> it's not about just paying more money to get more internationals in your squad. No. Uh, right. Was that, that a rare occasion of us disagreeing with Di Young as well? I know, yeah, I don't like, I don't mm, like I it. Don't like it. I don't like it, it makes yeah. me really uncomfortable. I might edit this out. Yeah, but no. the, um, where else <laughs> Not just for me wanging on bollocks for about 15 minutes. Ali McFarlane gets in touch. He said, shit, is the possibility of one Scottish team going through? Oh, sorry, the possibility of only one <laughs> Scottish team going through. He says, good is that I didn't think that it would be a, ch- a shit. That would be a shit before the season started. Thank you. Sorry, Ali. I didn't do a very good job there. We got there in the end. Economic policy um, <clears throat> activations. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yes, to be disappointed, yeah. you haven't got two te- your two teams yeah, going honestly, through to the quarters. The Scottish teams have massively overachieved. Well, not overachieved. They've massively just, just achieved. achieved. Yeah, yeah, indeed, yeah. yeah. Um, You know, Glasgow is not nailed on yet, but Edinburgh look like they could be, you know, on a run again, which, um, honestly... How much Le- Leicester fans must look at what Richard Cockrell's d- done at Edinburgh and just go, we fucked that royally. But uh, yeah, he's done an amazing job and continues to do an amazing job. And he's a very good coach. Who'd have thought it? I'm sorry, I'm distracted because I'm looking through the Watt Store's uh, website now. <laughs> have you seen anything you like? A few bits don't just, don't just say everything because we know, you know. A G clamp, three quid. Not bad, that. So it is DIY yeah. and homeware then. You can't go and get, it's... you know, seven, seven, a pack of seven ripples from there. Oh, you can get that as well. Yeah. Oh, can you? Oh, well. Fantastic yeah, but stuff. like, well, it's, it's, not like, it's not all food, but, you know, it's, 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 it's enough to right. slide you over. Last shit. Wynn Griffiths gets in touch. Hello, Wynn. <laughs> he says, <laughs> yes. Are you Welsh, Wynn. <laughs> He says, shit, is Shark Burgers clear out against Leon going unpunished? Yes, as we mentioned earlier. Yes. Absolutely agree. Fantastic, yes. Loads of other people said, we said, got loads of shit good this week. We're getting more and more every week. So I'm sorry I can't find, I can't use all of them. I'm only sorry no, I can, I can read. To be honest, I can't really see through the film of snot that's all over my face at the minute. No. So that's not very helpful either. Have you got any more shits where we call a day on this? No. I, I too am looking at the. Uh, I, I tell you what, I love that on the what website. Um, yeah. It lists it lists its seven departments. Yeah. You know, it's, you know, like stores like that. Have you know, homewares, yes. garden, yeah. You know, electrical, whatever. It's DIY. Yeah. Furniture, garden, uh-huh. homeware, yeah. Paint, party, Ooh. and wallpaper. What are you getting? Party, and then the sub party the is- sub menu. Of party is first birthday banners baby shower blue pink. I fancy a blue party. There's gonna be a lot of swearing in that. <laughs> I've been to a lot of blue parties in my life, but blue that... bubbles, blue up. It's literally all blue. Oh god, it's like a sort of weird gendering of. I've had a horrible flashback when I was in Barcelona and went to the Picasso Museum, and he had a blue period <laughs> Picasso. Have you been to the Picasso Museum? He had a blue period. No, yes, he did. We painted yeah. everything in blue. Yes. So you walked it, and we got stuck behind two Americans who would not stop talking. Okay. And we walked into the blue room, and he went, this is the blue period. This is where, I guess he painted everything blue. Is that right? That's blue. <laughs> that one's blue. 
the lady over there, she's blue. Is it blue? It looks green for me. No, it's blue. And that was that was it. I honestly got, I wanted to take one of the paintings and smash them over the head, but I got in trouble. Oh, yeah, don't blame you. On, on a happier note, can I just say that one of the subcategories in the homeware section on the What website is Kutchup. Oh, what's in that? Let's find out. Oh, oh my God. It's an absolute <laughs> plethora of blankets. A 3D printed, a 3D printed white tiger throw. Half price was 20 quid, now 10 quid. Tenor. Right, we're going to have to leave you here, ladies and gentlemen, because yeah. I am telling you, I'm going to get my credit card off. and we this is going off. To what? Thank you very much. You are welcome, even if you didn't want it. <laughs> Bye. All the best. You might hear the word insolvency and think companies, but insolvency is just another term to describe serious financial problems for anyone. You could be insolvent if you can't pay your bills in full when they're due. You're paying a little off each bill trying to keep creditors at bay. Or you've had calls and letters about missed repayments and threats of repossession. The Insolvency Service of Ireland, or ISI, has four debt solutions to help people with all levels of problem debt, from credit cards to mortgages. For more information, visit backontrack.ie or free text get help to 50015. The ISI, together, will get you back on track. Sports Social Podcast Network. <laughs> 